data are available that are highly useful for your fundraising planning for the next two years. What about the stock market, the economy, the new federal tax policy? What will all this mean as you talk to your current donors and approach new donors? Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich. This is the first day from the fundraising school, and I'm joined today by my colleague from the Indiana University Lilly Family School Philanthropy, Dr. Una Osley. Una is the associate dean in charge of our research at the college, and we've just come out with a new report, the Philanthropy Outlook Study. Una, what does this study show with all this back and forth that we see with the economy, the stock market, now there's this new federal tax policy. What did you and your colleagues find as this relates to fundraising for the next two years? The philanthropy outlook this year takes a holistic view of what fundraisers can expect. The big takeaway is fundraising, as all of you know, does not take place in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. Fundraisers have to pay, pay attention to three distinct set of factors. The first, the overall economy and how that affects their bottom line, their donors. Second, the new tax environment and what that means for donors. And more importantly, what it means for the different types of donors that the fundraiser works with. And then finally, and perhaps most importantly, fundraisers need to pay attention to their overall mission. Donors do not give because of anything else other than what that organization does and how it is advancing its work in the community, in the global community, in the local community. So at the end of the day, the most important thing is certainly the economy, certainly the tax policy environment, but ultimately it's about that organization's mission, its engagement with its donors, and the impact it's having through its work. Let's look at all three of those. And first of all, when you talk about the economy, what are the economic indicators saying to you and your colleagues uh, as you think about the prospects for fundraising in the next two years, stock market, economic growth, things of that nature? As an economist, I would say fundraisers should pay attention to two distinct sets of indicators. The first are what we would broadly call the financial sector, mm -hmm. and that the stock market is by far the single most important variable in that domain. The second set of variables to pay attention to is what we would call the real sector, and that's the job market situation, the unemployment numbers, the GDP numbers, and generally the economic environment. That's both on a local level and also at a national level, because some organizations are working with donors that are being impacted not just by local economic forces, but also national economic forces. And so far, what we've seen is the real sector has recovered quite nicely, especially in the last two years. Mm -hmm. We're starting to see employment look uh, very favorable, unemployment numbers at their lowest level in certain states. Having said that, there's also quite a bit of regional variation. Some regional mm -hmm. economies have recovered faster than others, some are actually in what we call a full employment situation, meaning most people who are looking for jobs have found them. Um, so what we would say is look at the overall picture, the local economic indicators, as well as the national economic indicators. In addition, the three different sets of factors that we've outlined affect different donor types differently. Uh, specifically in the report, we highlight that foundations have seen over the last few years significant appreciation in their asset values, and that has implications for their grant making going forward. Corporations have also seen significant improvement in their profits, especially in certain um, sectors. And then finally, individual donors, uh, some are being impacted more 
by the economy and by the recent changes in tax policy. And Una, I wanted to talk with you about the changes in tax policy. And your second point there was how different economic classes are being affected differently. Right. Uh, and we've also now, we've been at this long enough under the new federal tax policy, we're starting to see some behavioral changes mm -hmm. with donors. Mm -hmm. What uh, are you seeing in terms of whether somebody is upper income, middle income, and maybe working class? Uh, we're seeing some differences based on income mm -hmm. in these early returns. Absolutely. I would say this is a complex environment and I would stress the word complex simply because this is not a one size fits all tax policy reform that we've had. Certainly the initial estimates suggest that middle income everyday Americans are likely to see more changes in their incentives to give than upper income Americans. What this means is in the past we had about a third of Americans itemizing on their taxes. We expect to see that that percentage is going to decline. Some estimates suggest about 10% of Americans will now itemize. What does this mean for fundraisers and nonprofits, especially if your nonprofit works primarily or maybe a majority of your donors are everyday American donors? I think the most important thing to stress is that from the nonprofit's perspective, your donation is still tax deductible. Uh, depending on the circumstances of that donor. So it's up to the donor to decide whether it makes sense to itemize or not. What we're starting to see from an adaptation standpoint is some donors are actually planning their giving more. They're starting to think, if I want to make a large gift, I may pick a year mm -hmm. in which to itemize. We're starting to see at least a discussion of bunching as mm -hmm. a strategy. Um, we're also seeing donors start to look at how they can uh, maximize all of their deductions, not just their charitable deductions, but also the deductions they get on, say, mortgage interest, on their state and local taxes. All of those have shifted, especially for average, everyday donors. Now, when we look across the income spectrum, especially uh, more uh, higher income and ultra high net worth Americans, their incentives have not changed right. as much. And so for those donors, it may be a different type of message to convey to the donors. Uh, another uh, adaptation that we're starting to see is more focus for some donors in looking at all the ways that they can give, especially uh, volunteering um, and other kinds of ways that donors can actually bring more uh, to the organization that they are affiliated with. The Philanthropy Outlook studies conducted in partnership with the national consulting firm Martz & Lundy, one of our nation's first consulting firms that is still thriving today. Phil Hills is the CEO. He recently did a presentation with Una on this study. And I remember in that presentation, Una, when Phil was putting numbers on this, he was talking about maybe that donor who donates $5,000 to $20,000 every year. Like you said, the, the, our, our wealthiest donors, the change in the standard deduction really doesn't affect them. Our research shows their average giving is $68,000 a year. Right. So $24,000 number doesn't apply to them. But these folks are donating five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars a year. They are the ones who maybe are saying, "I'm going to save the money for a few years, maybe then do a donor advised fund." This whole idea of bunching. Mm -hmm. Would you concur with that assessment? Absolutely. I think the adaptations are still evolving. Mm -hmm. uh, tax reform took place at the end of 2017, and so that means it's going to take a few years for us to actually see donors start to shift their behavior. But early evidence suggests that there is going to be a lot more strategy involved in giving. And this is important for fundraisers to realize. I think uh, another factor that I would put on the table that we also discussed uh, at the recent Leadership Roundtable is the fact that when donors think about maximizing
maximizing the impact of their gift, it's also important to realize that they can also get corporate matching gifts in some mm -hmm. cases. And this is often uh, something that fundraisers are a factor that fundraisers don't pay a lot of attention to. Many corporations in this environment with uh, reduction in corporate tax rates are also thinking about increasing their investments in the community. And that may occur through employee matching programs, uh, doer, uh, dollars for doers programs, and other ways of leveraging corporate donations. And so I think for fundraisers, this is what uh, we refer to when we said, how do you maximize uh, the contributions of your donors? And that may be through an employee matching program. So as you think about your annual fund, your major gifts, efforts, your capital campaigns, Una's giving us some good advice here. On individuals, what we're seeing early on uh, is an adaptation often related to their income level. Our highest net worth donors maybe not as affected quite so much. Those folks in the middle seem to be having the biggest changes. And uh, again, our lower income neighbors, uh, the federal tax changes don't affect them quite as much. When you look at foundations, the huge gain in the stock market means when they have that 5% payout requirement, they have more dollars that they need to give out. And we have this open question on corporations. How are they going to respond to these lower taxes? And we had a guest from the Gates Foundation tell us that in these corporate giving programs, $6 billion are going undonated every year because as fundraisers, we're not asking our individual donors, does your employer match? That's a simple question that you can ask to increase your individual giving. So Una, to summarize, the Philanthropy Outlook study lays out three scenarios that we need to keep an eye out. What, how would you summarize those scenarios? Right, so three scenarios to pay attention to. The first scenario, very optimistic, meaning tax reform doesn't affect the bottom line very much, and donors actually do not change their behavior very much. And that first scenario will depend a lot on what happens to the economy as mm -hmm. well. The second scenario is what we call the more moderate scenario, in which tax reform does have some implications for giving, but Overall, giving continues to grow and uh, high income households continue to donate. And so we don't really see as much of a change in giving. The third scenario is the one that's less optimistic and that's where tax reform does lead to significant behavioral shifts and uh, the interactions that we have with donors and tax reform as well as other factors lead to a slowdown in giving. Now fundraisers by their very definition are optimistic yes. and so I would say that that uh, with the information we have in front of us, what we can do is focus on the mission, focus on engaging donors at all income levels, and depending on the organization, understanding that one size doesn't fit all. And as you message how all of these factors affect donors, keeping in mind that that message is gonna have to be customized and to meet donors where they are. And so at the fundraising school, we really want to emphasize Una's last point of her three uh, good pieces of wisdom and advice, and that is stick to your mission. Stick to your fundraising fundamentals. Have that strong case. Continue to communicate with your existing donors. Continue to do all you can to bring new donors into the fold. Don't let uh, some of the potential negatives in the economy and the federal tax policy dissuade you from doing your good work. It is still a good time to be a fundraiser, and this report can help you with your planning over the next two years. The Philanthropy Outlook Study is available for free on our college's website at philanthropy.iupui.edu. Click on the Research tab and you'll find the Philanthropy Outlook Study. Also, keep in mind some other podcasts. Recently, we had Dr. Tim Seiler talking about sticking to your fundraising fundamentals. That is good advice to have in this environment. We have our public courses available through our website. These podcasts, of course, come out every week. And of course, our quarterly webinars that are all available to help you strengthen your fundraising techniques. 
With Dr. Una Osley, I'm Bill Stajakevich. You are now fully informed on this first day from the Fundraising School. Thank you.